0: Welcome to the Missouri Wind & Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, and I'm here today with our co-host and general manager, David McDerris. Each week we review the latest, greatest happenings in wind and solar and how they unpacked you and your alternative energy projects. If you'd like to know more information about anything you hear on the podcast, check out all of our educational resources at windandsolar.com, including links to over 300 of our YouTube videos Or feel free to reach out to our Seymour, Missouri-based sales team at 417-708-5359. And you can always email them at sales at windandsolar.com. If you really want to get in-depth, come to our hands-on workshop in Seymour, and you can get all of those details on our website, windandsolar.com. How about it, David? It's all good right now. All right. So on this episode... We want to talk about a particular interesting subject which it's not all about the amps
1: yes that is correct
0: so i know this has been a particular bee in my bonnet (laughs) is that we see on a lot of the a lot on the websites a lot on the like facebook and everything where we have these pretty heated comments about well my Wind turbine is only putting out two amps, you know. And as we you and I have talked, we need to kind of dial that back and explain why you're only giving half of the equation there. Correct. So let's talk about that, David. What is happening in, in a wind turbine? And for, I guess for starters, why are people getting so focused on
1: just the amps? Because they're used to battery chargers. Battery chargers are rated in amps. And so when they're putting their wind turbine to their batteries, they're wanting to see the amperage high like they would on a battery charger, you know, maybe 20 amp or 30 amp or whatever the case may be. But what they have to realize is on battery chargers, on most battery chargers, you're doing a, for one, you're coming from the grid, right, where there's sustainable high voltage. It bucks it down to the 12 volt. When it comes down to 12 volt, and it regulates that 12 volt, it has a regulator that actually gives it just the voltage that it needs, and it regulates that voltage, it's very easy to produce that high amperage. Now, at 12 volts, if you're giving it 20 amps, you're giving it 240 watts. That's the math of it. That's the other side of the equation. It's voltage times amperage equals wattage. And so what they're not Taken into account when you're using the wind turbine, and this always comes to be the case when they're using our higher voltage turbines, our 48 volt turbines, and charging those high voltage battery banks. At that point, you know if you took that same equation where that same charger was going to give it 20 amps at 12 volts, you got to divide that by four, so you'd be giving it five amps. But five amps at 48 volts is still 240 watts it's right. it's all so, about wattage it's not about amperage it's about wattage so that kind of led me to
0: i was having this conversation the other day with crystal of saying what's unique about this situation is that the wind turbine can put off a wide variety of voltage right
1: yeah that's saying yeah that's saying our wind turbine is only giving that it has a buck in it that's bringing it right down to the 48 volts that's not the case
0: well but so let's talk about that for a second so a wind turbine like a 48 volt wind turbine can run up to how much voltage can it run up to oh
1: it can exceed 250 volts
0: okay and so that's where we come back and we talk about the mppt Correct. It's basically looking at that and deciding how to convert that around, right?
1: Right. And that's why we have to use the Clipper-like device, or VRD, because it can exceed 250 volts. And on your classic VRD or your classic controllers, you cannot exceed 250 volts input. It voids your warranty. You're not allowed to do that. And it can damage the controller, not just does it void the warranty. It can damage the controller. So... That's where the clipper-like device has to come in to play. You know, there's the clipper that's made by midnight. We make the VRD, does the same process, and it controls that high voltage coming in because, Wes, I know on your system, for instance, I know that you've seen it. It will have done that. Your VRD will enact it. I was there one day when it did enact, and the reason it does that is because it's going to try to exceed the 250 volts. So that 250-volt input, let's just say it was... And it starts that the VRD kicks on about 230 volts, so it won't allow it to jump over. So we don't want to run so close to the line of 250 volts at 230 volts that it was coming in. If it was coming in at 230 volts and it was giving you just five amps, well, now it's five times 230. So now I'm at 1,150 watts. I mean, it's, you know, and that deal is, it wouldn't have been just at five amps. It would have been probably, there again, I've seen the data on your actual midnight. There's been times that it's exceeded 2,400 watts. And so that would have been at at about 230 volts. That thing was been producing almost as much as that controller could have handled.
0: So let's talk about that for a second. So what does it do then? So you get that high voltage spike coming in.
1: Mm Mm-hmm you get the high voltage spike coming in and so that's the magic of the mppt at that point it actually trans through a set of resistors and everything that's built into this this unit the algorithms it has and the actual wind program that you the wind curve that you program yeah. yeah that you program in it at that point it says okay at this amount of volts i want you to give this amount of amperage. And so it keeps the turbine from stalling out. That's the main reason we have to have the wind curve in there. It would just stall it out. If not, it would just immediately. Okay, what does that mean? Well, what it would do is it would try, let's say your battery bank was depleted, you know, maybe 50%. Maybe it's overnight. And, and, and this is,
0: yeah, this happens yeah, at night. And it happens place. at night
1: and gets down to about 50%. And then all of a sudden the wind comes blowing the next morning, wind ramps up and it really gets to blowing. If there's not a wind curve that said only give it this much amperage, basically only put this much load on it, it would take because the battery banks were needing or in bulk and needing as much energy as possible. It would try to take everything it could out of that wind turbine to the point that it would put too much excessive load on the turbine and stall it out. It would just literally stop turning. I mean, it would just, just like by, you know, when we turn the brake on, we're putting excessive load on the turbine. When the VRD kicks in, that's what it's doing is it's putting excessive load on the turbine and slowing those blades down so it can't produce the over voltage. And it would do that without the wind curve programmed in it. Uh, so
0: what would the wind turbine do?
1: The wind turbine literally the blades would just slow down to a very minimal spin rate. You know, I mean their RPM. Well, but would,
0: then and then your everything drops off, so your voltage drops off. The voltage would
1: drop off and then it would ramp up again. Try to ramp up again, but you would just constantly was and i are both of the age and, and cars may still do it i don't know i don't drive that fast anymore but back in the 90s the chevrolet pickups when you would mash the accelerator to the floor it would get to a certain speed and it would cut off It would, ooh, and it let off and then you. but if you just held it to the floor once it fell off to a certain point it oh and it killed right back in you know it just oh like a governor basically and so that's what would happen on these winter. You drove a lot
0: wilder than yeah. I did, apparently.
1: <laughs> Maybe I did. Anyway, so that's the same thing that would happen here. And it, it would act like a governor. It would just, it would take it to the max, and then it would kill it for a bit. And then it would take it to the max, and then it would kill it. And, and so it,
0: instead, what we're doing—
1: Instead, we're trying to keep a constant on it, you know, because what happens is it kills it for a while. Well, then that wind turbine slows down, and you're not going to get that constant— inefficient, and then maybe the wind dies off just a bit as you're needing it. And then, you know, and so it becomes a lot more efficient by limiting how much energy it can, you know, and then after it gets past the 16th point on the curve, then it can produce basically wide open. I mean, it, you know, if the wind's there, it can produce wide open, but on those lower wind speeds, that's where that's so crucial at is to have that.
0: All right. So if you're in a high wind situation, and your voltage is getting up getting up getting up and so it hits this 230 so can it not just adjust the amps to be able to take
1: it has adjusted the amps all the way up at that point it no longer can do any more amperage I mean, you know what i mean it's kind of got to the because our turbines never stop increasing on voltage they will go to the moon i mean they just would or burn up
0: okay so when it's approaching 230 volts it's adjusting the amperage all along the way to decide what it can
1: yeah at a certain point it's putting out as much amperage there again as it can because that it's only capable of putting out so many amps
0: and then is that when we dump to the and that's
1: when we say okay we we need to hit the resistor bank over here we need to hit the vrd bank over here okay and that's automatically going to be tripped off through the classic, it will automatically enact that and what it does is enact enacts about 900 watts worth of resistance. And so then, what's
0: the max amperage that we can take in? The or max is that, amperage is that looking is, at the it, batteries?
1: The max amperage on a 250 volt on the classic 250 is 72 amps. Wow. 72 amps is okay. the max amperage it has, which is a lot of amperage. It's just a lot right? of amperage. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of amperage, but so but is that, the, that is the, the is, max. So
0: is it looking at the batteries and saying, yeah. here's what the batteries can take?
1: Yes, yes. And so there again, this would be in the scenario just coming out of the night where your batteries are depleted down to 50%. So they're in bulk stage. So they're in bulk charge stage. Once you hit absorb stage, that amperage is cut dramatically, almost by 90%. I mean, it really cuts it back. I mean, so you may have been getting 40 amps, and all of a sudden you're getting 5 amps. And then it even cuts back even farther. Absorb stage only stays in for about a period of about an hour, And then once the batteries, like right now, today, for instance, super sunshiny day, day. if there was to be big wind, your solar panels are pretty much made up for it this morning. I mean, just because it's such a nice day out. And so immediately it would go back into float stage and float stage. It's only ever going to give one to two amps. That's all. I mean, no matter how much wind there is, that's all it's ever, because that's all the batteries need. And so a lot of people, when they're, looking at our wind turbines and they have the nice controller, that's what you got to be looking at is what stage are you in? If you're in float stage, don't ever expect more than two amps, two to three amps ever, because it's never going to do that. It's designed that way because what it's trying to do is top off the batteries that last two to 3%. That's all it's made to do. And so that's where a lot of people, and then some people will say, well, I don't have that nice controller. I have the, well, the problem with there is, not having the nice controller, it's not a problem. It's just they're a lot less inefficient. So when it ramps up to the 230 volts that it can do, or 240 volts it can do, the problem is, is it's with the inefficiencies on a bulk charger, it's only coming through usually at the same amperage rated. So a lot of times it'd only be like five six seven so it, and
0: it's always going to protect right and so yeah. it can never take advantage yeah i
1: can of never it. take advantage of all that water just being produced on it you know on a but that's on the high end you know most people are always trying to deal on the lower end of the scale you know the 10-15 mile an hour, and they do great in that because they're designed that way all right so let
0: me take this into a similar vein and help me understand something all right so you've got your mpbt that's Looking at that and controlling that, then if that's the case, what is the difference if we're looking at 12 versus 24 versus 48 volt in an actual wind turbine? So we you know, we have the 12, 24, 48 volt wind turbine. If voltage is going to be whatever, right? then why do we class them as 12, 24,
1: and 48? Because of the RPM rate. So at... A 12-volt at 266 RPMs will produce 12 volts. It will actually produce 12 volts in the voltage. A 24-volt PMG and a 48-volt PMG, likewise, at 266 RPMs will produce 48 or 24 volts. So if you have a 48-volt bank and you had a 12-volt PMG, it would take approximately about 600 RPMs to ever achieve up to 48 volts. But it could, and it will, because that's what we – we use 12-volt turbines for all of our hydro because they have a bigger wire size. It's all in the wire sizing, not just wire sizing, but in the wire length.
0: Right, but I guess what I'm getting at here is, is the wind curve different for –
1: Yes, wind curves would be different from 12 to 24 to 48.
0: Okay, so could you – I mean, basically, could you tell the system that it was, even though it was a 12-volt
1: rated, you could tell it it was a 48-volt? Yeah. Yeah, you could. And it's just, there again, it's going to take a little bit uh, faster RPM to get up to that once it did. So, say you were in a very high wind area, maybe Wyoming, somewhere like that, base of the mountains. You could, at that point, use a lower voltage turbine to still achieve charging your higher voltage battery bank and we even have a new controller out now it's called the cbsu smart boost it actually only uses 12 volt turbines because it actually has a boost function in it so whereas the mppt can go down right mppt is designed to take high voltage and take it down to the voltage of your battery bank and then increase the amperage well, this thing, let's say it comes in at 12 volts, it can boost up to the 48 volt battery bank. There again, you're going to achieve lower amperage while doing that, but it can actually boost it up. So you don't have to have that 266 RPMs to actually achieve, or you don't have to have that higher RPMs to achieve a charge on a 48 volt bank. Why do we do that? One is because the controller is designed for lower voltage input. You know, that's one of the reasons why. The other reason we do that is it allows this particular one has a wind track function in it that it self-learns on the 12 volt stators versus a 48 volt stator the wire size diameter is about twice as thick okay so it's a lot thicker wire size so if i start producing a lot of heavy amperage that's where i need that heavier wire size and so i can use my 12 volt turbine and not take any risk of Actually burning up my wire, my stator wire. You know, getting too hot, too much amperage pushing through that. So, that's one of the reasons we do that. But it's a new controller that we just have out. We've had only had it out about three weeks now. It's a great controller. We've had a a lot of beta testing here at the store with it, and it's a great controller. It's going to change the way that we charge lithium batteries because it is still an MPPT style function. So it can actually boost it down. Let's say that the wind did pick up high, right, and you started getting 30-mile-an-hour wind where you're getting the 90, 100, and 120 volts into the unit, it can still buck it back down, too. It's a boost and a buck controller. So one of the only controllers on the market right now that actually can do the boost function, though.
0: So. Okay. So just coming back full circle, you cannot just look at a wind turbine's amperage no. and make a determination you're, as
1: to success or failure. Yeah, yeah it's, that's a 100% the case. You cannot just look at the amperage of, you know, that would be like looking at the amperage on the side of your stove and saying, okay, well, it says it uses 11 amps and then never taking the voltage into account. And so you'd start designing all your wire in your home for that. Well, 11 amps, well, that runs on a, that can run on a 14 gauge wire, you know, and it still could, but it would be saying, okay, well then it's only going to pull somewhere around 1100 watts. Well, if you didn't look at the voltage on the side of it to see that it was 240 volts, you're dead wrong. I mean, it's going to pull twice the amount of energy that you thought it was. I mean, so if you don't have the other side of the equation, if you only look at amperage and you don't look at the voltage, you're just looking at, I mean, it's like having a math equation and saying 2 times X equals 8. By the math, we can do that, but... Unfortunately, when you say two times X equals X, X. X. <laughs> there's no way to come up with the answer of that. You don't have two por- portions of the equation, yeah. you know, so you have to have both of those.
0: And even that is not just a one-to-one because if I understand right, is that then you had to know what the state of those batteries That's are. That's correct.
1: I mean, there's so many variables and people sometimes get frustrated with us when we won't just come out with an answer because there's so many variables. Not only the state of the batteries, what battery chemistry they are, what right. there is so many variables that go into it that it's almost impossible to tell you on a day-to-day basis of what in the world your turbine should be producing. Overall, we can kind of give you a generalization of what it should be producing, but that's about all we can. That's and, all we can. And do. that's
0: the reason we rely on like the midnight. To yeah, be because to, it actually do that. Yeah, it, and, it
1: actually does that for us. And you know? is
0: always maximizing it's maximizing
1: the efficiency from efficiency. the turbine.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. I think now we can take a link to this podcast and respond to so many.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and really overall, and anything in the renewable energy field, not just solar, but definitely in turbines, what we're concerned about is the overall wattage output. We don't care about the voltage output. We don't care so much about the amperage output. How many watts is it putting into your battery bank? That is, and as a consumer and as the end user, that's all you should be concerned about as well because the same deal, you know, just because you know you should be able to figure out what your appliance appliances are using. And so if you, you know, like a refrigerator, for instance, uses 1,500 watts per day, you know, that's the average that are, you know. When I get my electric bill, I don't look at how many, it never tells me how many amps that I use throughout the month. It tells me how many watts I use, how many kilowatts that I use throughout the month. So that's what everybody should be concerned in is the wattage that the turbines produce, the solar produces, what your appliance uses, everything. That's what you should be concerned about is wattage. So. Okay. All right.
0: I think we can put that one in the books and remind everybody. We're going to use this link on him in, there the, you go. in the Facebook pages and also thanks for checking us out. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaborations. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.